Jill Archer just turned 90. I'm so proud of her. I can't believe she's never committed murder. Getting to that age in a soap without going to jail. They should sing her praises to each Glen and Dale. Oh, she's been cake mixing my heart. She's a sweet old lady who's been there from the start. Oh, throw that fucking flapjack. Jill, I hope Leonard knows you're a fucking snack. Well done, Jill, you've won the fucking race. And most importantly of all, you beat that goddamn grace. Wow. Yay, Jill! Happy birthday, Jill. Yeah. feel like I should actually go up, um, you know, like, upper register for that. Some falsetto screeching. That's yeah. what we need. I think I should do, like, a folky lilt. I think you should do, like, indie, like, indie... Jill just turned 19. I'm so proud of her. I didn't realize we had Kate Bush on the call. <laughs> oh man. I've been I've been trying to sing like Kate Bush since I was 17. So everyone should appreciate my my efforts. More of a uh Joanna Newsom leaning voice I think though. God, I love her. Anyway, so the archers? Hello, and welcome to Ambridge to Nowhere. We didn't do an intro, but now there is one. Uh, this is an, a podcast... This is a podcast. I'm uh, I'm Alex. Are you? I think Prove so. Prove it. <laughs> oh no. I'm a figment of Alex's imagination. Honestly, I've been thinking that, but I hadn't had the courage to say it. So I'm glad oh. that I've just come out and said it now via you. Alex chose to call me Ray because I'm capable of killing a man. <laughs> I was going to say I really like uh, Ray Charles. <laughs> or sunglasses. Oh god, I love Ray Charles. What a complicated individual. Let's do a podcast about Ray Charles. <laughs> Let's not. I don't, know, I don't know anything about Ray Charles. <laughs> um, this is, of course, a podcast about uh, the the real village of Ambridge and it's what's going on there. Um Who are the people? Who, who what are, are they? they? Doing? What's what going are they on? thinking? How do they feel? How do they love? Not like that. Oh no. Um anyway, we are in spooky season. Have there been spooky things going on? Are, are the ghosts back? Uh, no, not really. Oh. Um I don't think they'll really hit um, maximum spook until until the time of awakening. Until the um, All Hallows. Until yeah, all those they don't really come out. milk it. I guess the spookiest thing going on right now is um, uh, old age. It's a really old woman. <laughs> the spookiest <laughs> thing is the elderly. God, I love her so much. I just like... I was like... Okay, deciding on song lyrics 20 minutes before we start recording is even a stretch for me with my ridiculous standards for myself. Um, but I just had to because I was finishing up listening to some stuff right before we started. And she was just being the comedy legend that she always is. And oh, she just like got the whole village wrapped around her wrinkly... <laughs> Wrinkly old, wrinkly old lady fingers. <laughs> Destroyer of worlds, Jill Archer. 
Um, so she is 90. This is the big story. Yeah. She's 90 and she didn't die in a fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's... Suck it. <laughs> Suck it, Grace. Suck it, Grace. Um, so she has been... Has she been on the show since the beginning? Yeah. As far as I know. Wow. That is a long and fabled career. Is it the same voice actor as well? I can double check, but I'm pretty sure it is. Wow. That is... Honestly, Crazy. wouldn't that be just a just a great gig, a solid gig? Just you yeah. Get to so play I was one looking at her sixty thing. years. <laughs> I was looking at her thing because when I wrote that, I realized I didn't actually know for sure that she'd never been to jail. Um, <laughs> uh, she's voice acted by Patricia Green. Um, I think the character was born in nineteen thirty. Which makes sense, because that would be 3rd of October 1930. So that would mean 90, yeah. Wow. That is, yeah, that's, um, that's a long career for a, for a voice actor to just do one, one role. That sounds great. Honestly, I would, I would take a 60 year solid paid gig Um, at this point. (laughs) Patricia Green was born in 1931. So, so we, she's not far behind. We have another year. We have another year before I sing a song about, <laughs> about the... Patricia Green. <laughs> about it's the exact same lyrics. You can't prove that she's not been to jail. <laughs> um, I mean, how would she have recorded the Archers? That was her one exception. It's like um, Desert Island Discs. Her it's one like, luxury item was like a microphone. A there's like a clause in the Magna Carta that if you go to jail, you voice act for the archers, they have to let you keep recording. It's, they have to let you out every every week so you can record for the archers. It's fundamental to our British way of life. You can't impinge yeah. that. You know, we don't have a written constitution yeah. as such, but it it's is like, accepted law. It's like right there at the bottom in the fine print on the Magna Carta. Like, if thou should act in British heritage soap opera on the future device known as radio transmitter thou must be allowed out of imprisonment so is this may record for said soap opera so saith our lord and saviour jesus christ so um i'm just is I, that how the magna carta sounds that's exactly what it was that's word for word it's, <laughs> I, I wasn't there um <laughs> contrary to popular belief um <laughs> More for me. I just I just looked up Jill Archer just to see like when she started. Uh, her first mm-hmm. appearance was on the twenty fifth of July, nineteen fifty seven, which Ugh. was about six years after it started. Oh, so she's kind of been there from the start, pretty much, right? Like that's that's a long. Oh, you know. Now I think about it, that does make sense, because if she ousted Grace, so to speak, she would have had to have come in later. Mm-hmm. Do you um do you want to guess, as of the 1st of October 2020, how many episodes, just because I was on the Archers Wikipedia page, how many episodes of the Archers there have been? There have, there have been total? Yeah. I feel like we've done this before. Um... This would be so much easier if I had a basic grasp on mathematics. That's why I asked the question. <laughs> curse the British school system. <laughs> um, so there's 365 days in a year. <laughs> and I'm 24. <laughs> Carry the one. <laughs> and Elvis Presley has been dead since... <laughs> <laughs> no, um, oh, fuck, I don't know, uh, um, something like, this is something like 800,000. Oh my god, no. <laughs> I was hoping you'd go low. No, it, it's 19,293. Wait, what? <laughs> well, there's six a week. I really don't understand there's how There's six per works. week. Plus the omnibus. So, seven times 52 is 364. 
a year. You know what? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't factor in a lot of things that. Mostly, mostly everything. I mostly the in. maths. Um. <laughs> mostly, mostly basic human common sense. I really didn't think to factor that in. Look, it's, I just, I thought of four numbers and I times them all together. And <laughs> I think I'm pretty proud of myself for even doing that. Um, I did know that. So Jill Archer didn't go to jail, but she was arrested, right? I mean, briefly. For the, for Wait, the we're talking about the whole incident. flapjack thing? Yeah, for the flapjack yeah. incident. I figured she was at least pepper sprayed and tackled to the ground, for sure. <laughs> pepper sprayed an 80-year-old woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why are we acting like they wouldn't? <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, so we've talked about this probably ten times by now, because we're, we're demons, uh, who enjoy chaos, uh, but mm-hmm. they brought it up. So I brought it up on the show. They were talking. They were talking about the fact that even though she's ninety, uh, she still wants to have adventures. Um, and her grandson was doing the whole. You're like the most outgoing person I knew. You threw a flapjack at someone at a protest. <laughs> um. And she was like, I don't know, I'm 90 now. And he's like, yeah, that's kind of the point, though. You've been well past your prime for years now and you're still going. And she's like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she is saying she wants to go on adventures. She probably shouldn't go on adventures right now. She is in a very at-risk group for the current global <laughs> pandemic. There are she certain decides kinds to go... of well-socially-distanced adventures that she can go on. Okay, she can go... Yeah, she just has to avoid all the tourist trap locations. They're just going to mm-hmm. dump her in, like, some cornfield in Maine. So I'm not entirely up-to-date, up-to-date. The last thing that I heard was that her and her grandson found... Uh, I think it was... Was she with Ben? She was probably with Ben. Yeah, it would have been Ben, because Ben and uh, Jill are fucking toy. That is, I love that, that is dynamic. Her, her grandson, Ben Archer. Yeah. yeah, he made a fucking sponge, a Victoria sponge, for her birthday. She was like, it was fucking perfect, and he was like, was it? And she was like, needed more jam. <laughs> <laughs> that is often the problem with a Victoria sponge. It's mostly cake. Uh, but yeah. Last thing I heard, they found some fucking gold coins. And I'm really hoping I keep listening after we're done. And um, it turns into Goonies. <laughs> it's the Goonies. She's she's found a horde, a Viking horde. Is Goonies good? I don't know. I don't know if it holds up. I've not seen it in like 20 years. <laughs> I must have seen it. I feel like I have. Who knows? Something sloth and chunk, right? And then something there's a boat sloth in a cave. and chunk. Those are the three Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't saying it was something sloth and chunk. I was just remembering those were two names. And then, you know, there's a cave with a boat in it, and it has one of those sort of scary old lady villains that everyone had in those kids movies you know like the woman from um from casper the friendly ghost who i'm kind of attracted to of course <laughs> i rewatched that film this year and i was like oh fuck she's hot <laughs> that really says <laughs> says a lot do you know there's a ghostbusters cameo in casper's the friendly ghost I didn't know that. Yeah, um, one of them runs out of the building and says, call someone else, and then runs away. And I was like, that's a sensible chuckle. <laughs> I just looked up the Casper villain. Fair enough, actually. <laughs> Validation! 
she has a terrible personality, which of course only makes it worse. Only, only makes you more. It just reels you in further. Maybe I can change her. <laughs> um. So, other than Jill's birthday celebrations, what else has been happening? Have we had the the village fate thing flower show? We did. It went off pretty much without a hitch. I'm so proud of them. That's disappointing. Um, the technology. My point of view. Biggest news I would convey is that uh, Alice Carter is pregnant. What? Also, an alcoholic. So I'm really excited to That's, see where this plot line uh, goes. Infortunate. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, less than ideal. For uh, no, no, it's yeah, baby. less than ideal. From what I've heard, I've never grown one myself, mm. but I've heard they don't like gin. <laughs> hey, don't you know? Don't assume. The closest I've ever got to uh, uh, being pregnant is is space monkeys, <laughs> and they don't like gin either. So. Yeah. Or one of those uh, alien egg things you used to get from like the science museum. I know you're joking, but I just well, you know, you know, I know. But I'm I'm not joking. That is the closest I've ever been really to being good pregnant. To me about the image of a young Alex pouring gin into a tank of fucking <laughs> <laughs> sea monkeys, like mm, glub glub. Enjoy a nice little treat for their birthday. Basically. Um, so, did she get pregnant at the fate? Is that why you linked those two? Or is that just other news? Because <laughs> surely the fate news. was on Zoom. So, I hope she had the video off, at least. So, there was people going around. Um, oh, and um, the two snails, you know, Robert and Linda, were comp- c- competing in the flower section. I'm pretty sure he won as well which is just like crazy like what a fucking what a fucking turn of events am i right the the snells won no no robert beat his own wife to death (laughs) (laughs) wasn't she already like (laughs) yeah she's already been exploded Give the woman I a break. would like to apologize to everyone listening for my crass language. I have this thing called a uh, stupid poop brain <laughs> where sometimes I start a sentence and my brain goes, it would be really funny if you finished the sentence this way and decides to do it for me without asking. But wasn't she exploded? Uh, y- yeah. So that seems cruel to then go against your own <laughs> wife. In a flower competition, when you've been looking after her, surely your flowers are her flowers. We established... We, I feel like you weren't paying attention the last time we recorded this fucking podcast, Alex. Am. Because we had a conversation about the fact that sometimes people need conflict in their relationship because it creates a dynamic for lively growth as human beings. And if everything were all sunny and roses all the time, then it, this would be fucking Stepford Ambridge. Wait, Ambridge Wives. That makes more sense. Stepford Ambridge. <laughs> I want the real housewives of Ambridge. No, you don't. I. I... No, I don't. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, okay, but I do still think that your 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 wife is in still in recovery. And can barely move. Like, she went out to the garden. I remember last time you saying that she went out to the garden and, like, tried to do some stuff and then couldn't do anything and just sat there and cried for ages. And if you're like, haha, I beat you at the gardening competition. Simplification of the situation. We, I, he did not beat her to death. I didn't (laughs) say that. I still mean that growing prize petunias when your wife can barely put fertilizer down seems like you've got an unfair advantage. It was a fair competition. It's more about the spirit of the thing rather than it is about the actual victory. Anyway. (sighs) 
Oh, and um, um, Fallon lost a thousand pound scratch card that was Johnny's, and he was okay with it because Johnny's just the chillest dude on earth. And he was like, "Well, you know," I imagined him saying it in an accent like this because it fe- it felt very like matter of fact. It was like, "Well, you know, I had a foul. I didn't have a thousand pounds this morning, and I don't have a thousand pounds right now." So it's pretty much all the same to me. Now, mosey on up here and get on this. <laughs> Woo-y! Get in the back of this truck. We're gonna go skinny dipping. <laughs> um, isn't Fallon the one with lots and lots and lots of credit card debt? No. Get, okay. Try again. Oh, Fallon <laughs> is. No, no, try again for the one who has lots and lots of credit card debt. Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> um, Phoebe. <laughs> no, she's the one who has lots and lots of student loan debt. Uh, Monica. <laughs> nah, nah, she's the one that was always being shot on by all of them. <laughs> oh. Um... She's the one who was wronged at every turn. <laughs> I have no hot takes for friends. I've never seen it. Um, I unfortunately do. Uh, I don't know. Who's the one with the credit card debt? Natasha. Natasha. Oh, okay. Um, what is Fallon? Who? Fallon owns a cafe. She's the one who was Antifa and then she sold out. <laughs> she sold out to open a cafe. And marry a cop. Oh, yeah, she's married to the cop. Oh, well, then the cop didn't get a grant. That's fine, actually. I'm okay with that. Well, he wasn't going to get it. It was Johnny's. Who's Johnny? Oh, God. Johnny Archer. You're so bad at this. (laughs) My head is so empty today. Uh, Names Is your heart full, though? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think so. Um, Johnny. Who's Johnny? Johnny Johnny. Yes, Papa. <laughs> Your energy is nuts today. Johnny, Johnny. Yes, Papa. Winning scratch cards. No, Papa. Losing scratch cards. Yes, Papa. Open your mouth. <laughs> and they stick a whole block of cheese in there. And one of those lottery machines from a post office. Um, <laughs> um, God, speaking, um, speaking of weird energy, I I actually talked more about our um our build for the Archers RPG with some people. Mm-hmm. So I've got I've got things in the works. Oh, that's that's incredible. Because I wasn't sure whether I wanted to be involved with making it or just whether I wanted to just play it. Well, it's going to be like a one-page system, so I can send you over an edit, and you can wonderful. You can double. It's just going to be the free free stats, free spectrum stats, um, and then everyone has picks like a a class working middle (laughs) archer. Cow. <laughs> the goal yeah, is, I think is, that's the, is it. the aim you of the game not to let the, the cows the out onto the main road. The three things you can be are man, woman, or cow. <laughs> the, yeah, the end game, if you're playing as cow, is to escape. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so it's just the privilege stat, the competency stat, and the... Um, Shit, what was the other one? A busybody. Oh, so if you want to min-max Linda Snell, you just put all your points into busybody. Basically, high competency, high busybody, high privilege. Yeah, that seems like it. No She's OP. She's actually OP. (laughs) We had to take her out. No, because it's spectrum stats, so there are things that she would find hard to roll. Because you have... So you have like your minus three and your plus three. 
Oh, in yeah. both directions, okay, yeah. and depending on the role that you're doing, you're gonna do better. So she would struggle with anything that requires like that old, you know, country, country, working class country wisdom. She has no farm wisdom. Yeah, and she has no moxie either. Because you get the moxie, you your moxie is super duper high when your competency stats really really low. Did you do that for you deliberately? <laughs> you no, struck, this is the first Ray time I've said moxie in the process moxie. of working on this. <laughs> low competency, high moxie. Um. So that that sounds amazing. When when it is done, we we will have to like do a whole episode of yeah, talking yeah. about it. And then also get some people and play it. I'm doing. A, I'm going on an Air D and D holiday this week, so I should play test it with all of them. Oh, what? <laughs> yes, we go away and we play D and D for for like five days. That's incredible. I'm gonna do that at some point. It's gonna when suck it, so much. I'm so excited. When I when I feel comfortable leaving my house, mm. I'm not gonna know the difference between me and my ASMR paladin anymore. I rather do <laughs> project a lot of my issues onto role playing. I mean, isn't it therapy? Yeah, it's therapy. Yeah, that's what I thought. So it's fine. It's free. It's free therapy. It's the price Can't of admission is is a player's handbook. Yeah, player's sad book. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> uh, okay, great. So we missing were talking scratch about card. Uh, yes, the um, missing scratch card. I was asking who Johnny is. Johnny Archer. Yes. Orphan, orphan boy of of the of the bridge Archer. Please, <laughs> bridge sir. farm gang. Hey, sir, you spare me some cows, udders. <laughs> They say I just want to be a farmer. So the bridge... Did the bridge farm, like, explode while I wasn't paying attention? Why is he an orphan? No, he's been an orphan for a long time. Oh, okay. Um, he's got his... He, he's got his... Are you still an orphan if you've got, like, all of your family around you still? Or is it, is it just if your parents are dead? you're an orphan if your parents are dead. Sure. Okay, got you. I mean, I, I think both his parents are dead. I know his dad is. Was one of them Grace Archer? Was she a different Archer? <laughs> God, she'd be really impressive having a kid that old. No, she... Ron Grace Archer died in the fire far, far before Johnny Archer was born. Unless... Yeah, but then she became Ghost Archer. Unless... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So he was born of the fire. I think like that's all of the major events I can think of that have been occurring. Remember when I used to like actually explain the show? Yeah, that was about I, five episodes ago. Yeah, I know, and it's like, and then you wonder why I don't know who anyone's name is <laughs> and what they do or who they are. But I keep yelling them at you, Alex. <laughs> I keep berating you. Why don't you remember anything? <laughs> not how i learn <laughs> i don't learn by being yelled at private like, I... school beat that out of me they tried <laughs> they tried so hard i thought learning base and i thought memorizing base facts was the one thing private school beat into everyone <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was the exact thing private school did do it is true but uh just any anyone showing any form of like aggression around me trying to get me to learn something is the is the exact thing that makes me no longer want to do it <laughs> yeah uh, mine is people asking what's wrong with me because oh. i got asked that a lot by a lot of adults oh no <laughs> do you mean generally <laughs> just sort of well, some of them asked vaguely, and then there was the one English teacher who directly asked my mum, quote, what is wrong with your child? So... <laughs> Would you like the list alphabetically? <laughs> my mum was just kind of like, uh, and I... <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> no, she didn't say that. You, it's you. <laughs> just point back at the teacher. People like you. 
I, the, the spectrum of English teachers I've had are one asking, quote, what is wrong with me, and the other saying that I was a horror literary progeny. <laughs> so, you know, that's really the spectrum of British English teachers. Yeah, listen, it? we know you, you're queer. So, like, obviously you had a formative <laughs> English teacher experience. Like, we all did. It's fine. Yeah, I had the experience with your English teacher where you ignore everyone in the class and you're just directly talking to them in the middle of a classroom like yeah yeah, yeah. Like, everyone else isn't there you're like 20 minutes into the class and then you just start having a 10 minute discussion about something really niche while everyone else is supposed to be doing comprehension work yeah, yeah no, and we, someone else there. tries to speak and you go shh i know more than you listen <laughs> I, oh, can you not see i'm talking to dave <laughs> can you not see we're having a conversation right now <laughs> i that would imply anyone else gave a shit though how do they know? How do English teachers know? They have the eye. They 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 seem to be able to pick out. What do you the mean? Queer how kids. do they know? Is the they kid pick who's out twitchy and chronically alone? No, because other teachers surely can see that. So why is it only the English teachers that ever seem to have formative experiences? No, it's only the English teachers that care. That's probably true. Science teachers are too busy hitting you over the head with rulers and throwing your stuff out the window. Maybe that's just my <laughs> science teacher. <laughs> No, my history teacher did that to me. <laughs> Hi, uh, welcome to a new uh, Healthy Minds episode. <laughs> Today we're talking about school-related trauma. Welcome. Have you ever had a pencil embedded in your skull? <laughs> I did get one in my hand, but that was my fault. Were you playing the game where you try and hit the pencil in between your fingers? No, really I tried fast? to catch it on the wrong side. On the wrong side of what? Your hand? The sharp bit. Oh, I thought you meant the wrong side of your hand. Like you tried to catch it with the back of your hand. No, I tried to catch a pencil through the sh- through the sharp bit, and it went right into my hand. That's honestly. You're impressed, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's list what characters on the archers would try and catch a pat- pencil. <laughs> Which way around? With their there's face. A, there's a triangle diagram of of people that catch that don't bother trying to catch it at all. Catch it correctly because they're very skilled, and then catch it on the sharp end and get there's a pencil. One people who just like catch it by headbutting it. <laughs> Did you ever have that when you were in, when you were a kid, where sometimes you just like act completely on the wrong instinct when someone would throw something at you, and you just do something completely insane? Uh, e- yes, because I have no sports prowess, and so anytime anyone throws anything at me, uh, I once just punched a football that was mm. kicked towards me. I, for me, it was more the fact that I was afraid of life rather than any like lack of because i was we've talked about this before but i was actually i'm a secret secret jock yeah i know i was gonna say you're you're a jock so like can't relate god one time one of the best examples of jock related sexism i experienced in high school was one time i caught i caught like an american football that someone was throwing and i caught it it I caught it kind of funny and I was like, I'm pretty sure I've sprained my thumb to like everyone there. And all of the, like a bunch of the guys were just like, oh, you're just a pussy, you fucking dyke or whatever of like horrible <laughs> things teenage boys say. And then a minute later, I was like, they're probably right. I'm just a pussy. And then I continued playing and then my thumb just swelled up to twice the size. And they all knew that day I was a hard ass. That's no. That's no. That wasn't the lesson you were supposed to take away from that. <laughs> Are you telling me I've taken the wrong lesson from this traumatic? <laughs> You've story? taken the wrong life lessons from your trauma. <laughs> uh, um, what What does this have to do with? Uh... Are we pretending it has something to do with the archers? Okay. Um, yeah. Shit. Uh, I can do this. We've done this before. We've We've found a way back before. We've we've pretended talking about our personal problems as a form of catharsis to do with the archers before. Okay, you can do this, Ray. Okay. Speaking of pain, 
I can do yep. this. Yep. Speaking of pain, uh-huh. something I experience a lot. Yeah. Um. Someone mentioned that Adam was like writhing around in in pain through an email, and I assumed that it was still from him being, uh, you know, uh, hit by that rampaging Land Rover. Oh yeah, so he I got hit by a car on. last time. I forgot about that. <laughs> um. I think this is our new thing. I don't know how much more time we have, but I want. I, I'm gonna kind of do one of our qu- fun quizzes. But I want you to say ten things that I've told you about in like the past five episodes. Oh my goodness! Um, Not all of them have to be things that really happened. They can be just things that I said when I was trying to berate you. <laughs> well, I wouldn't know, so... Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm um, saying I'm not going to judge you if you say something and I go, no, I was just kind of fucking around. Okay, so uh, the most important thing was the explosion in the kitchen of the Grey Gables? Is that the name of the hotel? Did I get that right? I did. Oh, my goodness. So there was an explosion in the kitchen... Uh, that exploded Linda and a workman who, it turned out, second thing, was a slave. There was slavery. That was relatively recently. And that got swept under the rug pretty quick. Because They have brought it up again recently. We've had oh, really? some... Yep. So we've had uh, Phil and Gavin. <laughs> Phil and Gavin. Even you don't know their the names. <laughs> Um, because Gavin was like basically babysitting the the worker guys that they have during lockdown. Um. Oh God, yeah. What was the uh, one of the updates with them was that um. I believe Tracy is suing Phil for psychological damages, and I'm getting like such a strong. Like, karma, like, she's not punishing him for the thing he should be punished for, but all the same, get wrecked, son. Shouldn't he be in jail? Well, no one knows yet. Oh, okay. Um, no one knows about the slavery thing yet. I'll let you know when everyone knows about the slavery Surely thing. Surely someone knows about it. I mean, the slaves do. They <laughs> haven't mentioned it to the people that have been looking after them. The people who are looking after them and the people who are using them as slaves. Oh, great. Cool. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, so so those are two things. The third thing is obvious, but it's that the coronavirus came to Ambridge finally, and uh, we then had monologues for ages that were rubbish. Yeah, it's, uh, no monologues now. I That's don't know great. what they've done, but... Fixed it. <laughs> fixed it. They fixed COVID. They fixed. The, yeah, they've. What they if have they found the vaccine. a cure just for the? They have the they vaccine. Found a vaccine just for the people who work on the arches, and they didn't share it with anyone else. Oh, you mean in real life? I just meant they've found a vaccine in the fictional universe of Ambridge. Oh, no. But you were like, no, no, no. The BBC has a vaccine, no. and they won't the give it to us. Show is the show is still saying COVID is happening. It's just they are having people talk in person. But they're in their bubbles or whatever. Yeah, they're in there like groups of people who can spend okay. time together or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay, they're that's... kind of also not though, because a lot of people like. I was wondering how they were justifying like Alice, who is pregnant, meeting up with Fallon. Yeah, <laughs> I'm well... like, are they just acting like everyone in the village doesn't give a shit anymore? I don't know. Or maybe they're all gossiping it from six feet away. Who knows? <laughs> Two meters apart. It's a it's a radio show. I can't tell. Yeah, they're just sort of slightly raised voices slightly further away from the microphone as they're recording. Um, I would love that if it was the Archers, <laughs> was just everyone yelling <laughs> slightly far away from the microphone. <laughs> I mean, so as the actors get older, that. it is going to happen, surely. It was just uh, like just half the episode was just someone going, what? What? We're going to have to me back in the face. What? Are you hearing the guy? Are you back in the uh, um okay i have i have three i have three things i've got two more to get okay um uh there was um oh no um the flower show 
Does that you count? You can't do that. We I, talked we about that today. We just talked about that. Damn. Uh, <laughs> something I'm not else. that. Okay. Uh, there was the... Um... Oh, Joe Pasquale. <laughs> you, I'm also not counting that because that's something you made up. <laughs> Cyber terrorism? <laughs> Again, something you made up. <laughs> my, my version of the Archers is much more memorable than the real Archers. <laughs> um, uh, oh, oh, God. There was... I'm going to give you some help. Um, someone died. I remember that someone died. There was a, there was a funeral... For yeah. someone, oh, it was someone, and That's then what you his... do when someone dies. Yeah, typically, um, there was, there was someone, and then their son was also their name. Oh my god! Well done. G- but no, G- Jim. You're close, but Jim is someone else. <sighs> but you've got the right letter. It's yeah, yeah. It's is it John? No. Hmm. We are You sounded like this. Oh God, I he was sure it was the last Jim. person on the show talked like he was. His accent was mixing up inside a big tractor. <laughs> Washing machine inside of a tractor of a man, um, <laughs> was old. Um, j- j- Johannes. You're correct. It, it was, was Johannes. <laughs> it was a Grundy, right? Was it a Grundy? Mm-hmm. See, Johannes oh, Brahms Grundy. <laughs> Johann Sebastian Grundy. <laughs> what was his name? God damn it. Joe. Joe? And his son, Joe. <laughs> You're so angry about that. Joe? What the fuck? It's just irritating. It's so easy. It's... <laughs> I just take off all the extra letters that I said. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. You wanted it to be something like Johannes. I should have realized. <laughs> yeah. You're you're um, angry because your first instinct was to say um <laughs> something like, stupid. Yuck. That is my that is my instinct at all times. Yeah. I have one thing left to get. Cuz Joe Joe died. That's I remember that. Mhm. And the last thing Come on. Was your exasperated oh, oh. producer has given you ten minutes to say something. <laughs> okay, I've got it. Uh it was the uh was I don't know if this was recently enough, but there was the bird watching fiasco. Oh my god. Well done. Uh where they were they were afraid that someone was bird watching with someone else. Mm-hmm. I will give you a whole gold piece if you can tell me any of the na- like at least two of the names of the people involved one of them was one of them one of them was the cop right no oh. that was the whole thing with jim where they met in the bird shed like it was you know like a cop movie so yeah like that was oh that bun- was bun- i was getting those two things thing. confused that was the bunting yeah, but it was bloodshed related, so... Like, yeah, I was getting those confused. Um, and I was going to say Jim as the other one, so I got those two confused with the two people that were actually bird watching. So I've got no idea. It was it Graham... Oh, it was Jim. Okay. Yeah. It was Jim and... The... Oh, the cop was the guy that he thought he was cheating on bird watching with, but it was actually a bunting no. incident. No. Yeah. No. Yes. I love this plot line that you've concocted, but none of it has <laughs> happened. So, Jim... These events are months apart. <laughs> well, as far as I'm concerned, they both happened at the same time. So, Jim was jealous of... I think this should be the podcast now. I think every week you should take random things that I give you and just mash it all together Reconstruct until you've the, the Archers. Um, it's a crime scene investigation. I get the bloody corpse of the Archers from the last month. And I have to figure out what happened. Um, <laughs> you just give me plot points, and I have to come up with a story. Um, yeah, okay. it's just Jim... like real like crime shows, you know, rambly and incoherent, and repeating <laughs> the same information over and over again while we take weird, weird breaks. That's my favorite season of NCIS. Uh, was the one where the goth lady 
just... Oh, I was talking more about the true crime vibe. You oh, know how okay. they do that thing where they're like, did he do it more after the break? And then they come back after the break and they're like, we don't know if he did it more after the break. <laughs> how many ad breaks are you listening to? You're listening that's, to a very strange podcast. Fucking no, that's how they are. Trust oh, me. My okay. dad used to watch a ton of them. Um, and then like okay. we'll tell you after this advert and then they still don't tell you after the advert and then they go on another advert okay my last thing was the bird watching thing please put me out of my misery it was Jim and someone and I can't remember Jim and Robert, Robert. and Edmund was the was the other woman other man even <laughs> right okay other bird do I get bonus <laughs> points for uh, the um, erectile dysfunction joke at that dinner that also happened I remember that or was that ages ago? That was a really long time ago, but the reason you're thinking about it is probably because of the whole PP pills thing from... <laughs> yes, PP pills from last time. I'm wondering, I'm starting to... I'm starting to wonder if the Archers is repeating itself a lot. Or if, if someone this... working on the Archers is just currently hung up on that. I think it's less that the Archers is repeating itself a lot. And more that human brains love to form connections. So you just have this horrible brackish soup of information in your brain that's desperately trying to form into a coherent plot that you're not actually experiencing. And I really um, respect you for trying. I really want to play a game of only connect based on the archers. (laughs) Yeah. I am like most school teachers in that I'm doing this to you not because I think it will help you, but because it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) You're like every other teacher other than that one English teacher. Because I have nothing going on in my life, so I'm going to make sure you grow up the same. (laughs) Torturing children is a hobby of mine. Uh, (laughs) uh, Hey, listen, that was a partial success. I think I did relatively well there. Oh, you did really well. Um, you you said some fucking names and everything. Wow, I know. Um, so, what what have we got to look forward to as we <laughs> as we wrap up here? I mean, in life in <laughs> general, nothing. But in the in the uh, in the arches. <laughs> yeah, I know. But in life, like the collapse of our current ecosystem, the fifth mass extinction <laughs> event of our you know of human history. But I'm I mean, crying. in <laughs> the end of the hollow scene uh fascism taking over the free world but but i mean more specifically in the bbc uh radio sitcom (laughs) sitcom it's not even a sitcom it's a soap opera um i can't wait uh for uh, alice's baby to be born uh with uh mutant powers and for the show to finally transition into the uh x-men crossover i've been hoping for the x-men origin story uh that baby that baby's name was charles xavier light bulb baby light bulb baby oh you think its powers are gonna be light bulb based uh i'm making a reference to anime ignore me oh okay ignore me i'm just being a weeb over here (laughs) god I thought you were just predicting what... Uh, so, actually, yeah, all right, let's finish on this. If the Archer's baby was a mutant, what mutant power would best suit Archer's baby? I know. Um, what kind of mutant powers do you get when uh, your mother is drinking during pregnancy? Uh, infant mortality? <laughs> Maybe. No, I think if... Alice, Alice Carter's baby had <laughs> Janet's face. Why is Janet's face not like that? <laughs> when I say something awful. Um, <laughs> so what? who is the father of this mutant baby? Oh, fuck. What's his name? Chris? That sounds right. Okay. Chris Packett. <laughs> Chris Packett. Uh, Chris Peckham. Um, <laughs> so it's a bird baby. Um, yes, it has all of the powers of a bird. <laughs> Small, fragile bones. The inability to fly to start with. Just uh, like a normal makes, baby. L- makes loud noises at five in the morning, like most babies. So it's pretty much the so same. So actually, it's just a baby. I think. I think what we figured yeah. out is it's a baby. It's all the powers of a bird, but they don't even realize until it stops being a baby because it's just a baby. 
Um, so, Everyone's like, our baby is very strange. It's extremely fragile and it keeps squawking. And they're like, why are you saying that's strange? Listen, we, we're, we're all at this new parents conference. Yes, but of course it sprouts wings when it turns five and flies off um, and never comes back. Because why would you? If you sprouted wings, why would you return to rural Britain? <laughs> I honestly, I don't know why the Arctic turns do it. Yeah, I'm like, I'd rather be, I'd rather be eaten by a lion than stick around rural Britain. So thanks for coming to the show, everyone. Uh, we <laughs> thanks, had a good thanks time. for turning up here in our rooms. Uh, we've all gathered around. This feels yeah. very illegal. Thanks for helping us maintain the illusion that we are doing something productive. Yep. We know it takes a lot emotionally, physically, temporally out of your life to be here with us and experience us shitting the bed. <laughs> but listen, what else would you be doing at this point? Excellent Something point. productive? Ugh. Disgusting. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, thank you very much for listening. Thank you to Janet for being our producer and being very patient with us. Mm. <laughs> um, tweet us. Like tweet us. us at... Shoot us in the head and put us out of our misery. <laughs> if you want to do any of those things, that's at ATN underscore podcast. <laughs> if you want to do the shoot in the head part, I'm putting out a hit on the dark web. Late in the evening, so find us. Look for um, most. Uh, until next time, I relentlessly march onwards, winding my way back as Alex. Um, and I uh, stand right in the middle of that path and prevent Alex from moving forward, saying, "Halt." <laughs> With my arms outstretched, doing a funny squat pose. Um, and also I'm Ray when I'm doing that. And thanks for coming. Don't forget to shut the gate or those cows now start teacher training to traumatize another generation. Despicable. Bye! Bye! Wow, art.